I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! We just don't really like hear from Orlando Bloom anymore. You know, he just like he kind of faded away, and I'm sure you know, he like kinda, all... I think he kind of went off to be a family man. I think he's been married. He's been he was dating that one Victoria's Secret model for a long time, uh, <laughs> sure. Miranda something. Of course, that one. That'll that'll get you off the Hollywood. You know what? You know that'll keep you home. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I got <laughs> you know more what important I mean? things. Uh, you know, it's like, well, I'm very rich. I just did three Lord of the Rings and three pirates. I, uh, I, and I also did Elizabeth Town in the middle, lest we forget. And, you know, I'm going to take some time off and I'm going to, uh, have a lot of sex with my Victoria's Secret girlfriend. And, and I'll see y'all. Yeah. I'll see y'all when I see y'all. You know, I'll be, I'll be back. You can't keep Orlando down. But yeah. I'll be, I'll come back when I... You know what? When I'm fucking ready. (laughs) Okay? When I'm done over here, I'll be in movies again. (laughs) I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. And the the movies he's done since then are like those Hobbit movies and the Pirates movie. You know what I mean? Like he just kinda he just kinda floats between those whenever they're they're doing more of those. Um Hey, it's an episode of Easy. There's a lot most people are only in like one or two episodes of Easy, which we have um discussed before uh now because now of course orlando bloom is married to Katy perry as we all know i wonder i what am i are there i'm I'm on the imdb i'm wondering if there's things that i haven't thought of or if he's just truly i mean it's a steady i think he just kind of yeeted baby (laughs) yeah he he mostly yeeted mostly yeeted but you know because at world's end is 2007 and he starts doing movies i've never heard of plays a character called the stain in sympathy for delicious no idea what any of those <laughs> words mean amazing conjunction. so he, he went the joseph gordon levitt route uh-huh. he went, he, i made so much money with these six movies that yeah. i can do whatever i want joseph gordon levitt was also things that, kind like, of banished for a little bit though i feel like joseph gordon levitt we kind of kicked out of hollywood after don john for a little bit he's only just now recovering from is this show john. on apple tv any good I haven't seen it. There's so much either. TV. Mr. You know Corman what I mean? or whatever. Yeah, Mr. Corman. He's got another thing coming out that I saw an ad mm-hmm. for. And I'm like, okay, Jordan. He's back. You know, Jordan. I called him Jordan. Jordan. Joseph, Jordan Belfort. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Jordan. Joe G. G. Gordon Levy. Um, he's back. And he, he's, he's making it work. Um, so he's he's returned. He's he, I feel like, you know, he had to lay low for a while. And, uh, and now he's back. Uh, Christopher Nolan stopped calling. I think is the big problem with what happened to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Chris, Chris, Chris won. Chris, Chris sure. lost his number or something. And he, yeah. he, he, Chris, Chris, Chris got a new phone. Nolan got a new phone. Oh my god! And he lost all his old like, contacts. Trying to call him back and being like, "This is my name's Craig and Joseph Craig. Gordon-Levitt and, and uh, Levitt in real time, realizing like, oh my god." He changed his number. <laughs> Chris Nolan. Chris Nolan does a post on Facebook and he's like, "Hey guys, 
you know, lost my old phone, got a new one, lost all the contacts, sent me a text, and Joseph, he didn't see that. He didn't see that post. So that's why that that's why he is, he's not in. I don't even I don't even think he's in the Oppenheimer announced um, cast. Every other white guy is. Yeah, everyone else. Also, I've, I've, listen, I'm not. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I, take I'm take my. It's a very no, no, no. It's very, it's very white, cast. but also like, yeah, guy. <laughs> like yeah. it was about the, the yeah. Manhattan Project was wicked, wicked white, wicked white. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am sorry, everyone. You know. I, yeah, everyone is correct. You know, like we 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 need more diversity across Hollywood. You know, like we need it. We the the ubiquity of all white casts is is kind of philanderous and ridiculous at this point. However, maybe not this one. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you know what like, I mean. Like, let's not have a fun race bend with a movie about the nuke. Yeah, I also, think. Also, you know, I, <laughs> I think I, it's I okay to the the criticisms that are like, why do we need this movie? Short answer, we sure. kind of don't, but, 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 but. Do we need any movie, though? Do you know <laughs> what I, like, I, exactly. I, hear, exactly. I hear that argument from people about various movies, and I'm like, do we need any movie? Mo- movies, ju- <laughs> all art justifies its own existence, or it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. it's, do we, did we need another West Side Story? I guess not. But, like, Spielberg directing, Tony Kushner writing, uh, Janusz Kaminski on the camera, doing another, a second adaptation of one of the greatest musicals of all time after 60 years with, with no brown face this time? Like, maybe that one's okay. Like, maybe we can do that one again. It is, <laughs> if, can, uh, and it's, like, wicked good. So, <laughs> so, like, we did we need, I don't know, what do we need? What do we what do we need? I don't see anyone asking if we need our seventh Batman in our lifetime, you know hey, what I mean? Excuse like me. Excuse do we me. need it? But do we need it? I don't know, but I, I don't hear that question being asked Definitely. about Battinson. I don't I the 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 second multiverse themed Spider-Man movie in 3 years, you know, the seventh Spider-Man movie in my lifetime. Do we need it? I don't know. But like <laughs> why are we only asking about like Oppenheimer. <laughs> if we need Oppenheimer, I'm like, I've never seen a movie about that guy. <laughs> Bet there's an interesting story there. Bet there's something to learn, or uh, you know, something to investigate. Bet there's, yeah. bet there's some things to interrogate, <laughs> socially yeah, and politically. Maybe bet, just a few. I don't know. Chris you know, Nolan uh, is at a point where if he says, "I'm going to make this movie," I'm like, "Sure, but you go for it. You, you make that happen, and I'll sh- I'll watch it." You you do that because I'll do be that. there. If you think it's necessary, then I think it's that great. <laughs> I mean, well, this was the podcast. This is we are the hosts that were like Tenet, good movie. Tenet was good. I don't know. Solid I feel, movie. Sometimes people definitely just like <laughs> decide make up a guy and get mad at him. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. I feel like people are like, Nah, we've all decided we don't like Tenet, and I'm like, why? And they're like, mm, because. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> like- hey, listen. It's perfectly okay to not like any movie, you know. Like maybe Tenant was not your Tenant is not a perfect film. Maybe Tenant wasn't your bag, but like, I feel like the knives were out for Tenant before Tenant ever appeared. Yeah, I think some of that has a little bit to do with the fact that Chrissy was like, uh, "This is the gonna, this is why theaters are important." And you're like, "Bro, Chris okay. was being a little weird about it." 
you know, Chris, like, Chris, we, Chris, we get it. You're excited about your movie. We get it. We get it. Chris did not do himself um, any favors. None. <laughs> Chris, none whatsoever. Listen, but... Chris was being, he was on one. Okay. Chris. <laughs> he was, listen, he, he made a mistake. Listen, Chris Nolan, not a perfect man. I think we found that, like, if you leave any prominent figure in front of a microphone enough times, they're going to say some stupid shit as you or I would. As, I'm looking as, at as, you, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott, or or a, a, a great example in response to that, right? Because because uh, Jane Campion, who who Sam Elliott's comments were were directed mm-hmm. at. Uh, for anyone who somehow missed this, uh, I guess because you like go outside, you touch grass. Um, <laughs> Sam Elliott, man. Sam Elliott went on a podcast and was like, "I don't understand power of the dog. This what that's not what the West is about, or whatever." You know, I'm paraphrasing, but that's that's essentially what he said. Um, and then takes into it, it a what who is she to talk about the West? She's not who is even she to talk from about the United West. States. She's not from the United States. To which like and then he says, Sam, and then he you're says, from film in New Zealand and call it Montana. And it's like nobody tell him about spaghetti westerns. Nobody ever told or, him about all or those. Or nobody fucking... tell him about Sergio Leone. Like Sergio Leone, him... who filmed all his movies in Spain, España. Uh, you know, yeah. like <laughs> the spaghetti western. Ever heard of it? Uh, Fistful of Dollars, anyone? Once upon a time in the like, uh, Spaghetti and Spanish Westerns are the reason why Westerns were solidified as a genre. Are, uh, it's great. Fine, they're they're, they're the best like Westerns they ever here. made. You know, exactly. And, and you know, Sam, you're from Sacramento. You're not a fucking, you're not a fucking cowboy. <laughs> uh, but, like, whatever. Sam Elliott is 100 years old. He's going to yeah. say some stupid shit. It's everyone needs to chill. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, but then Jane Campion, who directed Power of the Dog, um, was on the red carpet for the Critics' Choice Awards and was like, "Yeah, I think Sam Elliott was, uh, and in her words, being a little bitch. <laughs> like, where does he? Who is he <laughs> she, to, she to say these? It. Yeah, she said B I T C H. But then <laughs> she, it's the it, the most unforced error of all time. She, when accepting her Best Director award that night, was like." You know, hey, we all face our challenges. Venus and Serena Williams, y'all are great, but you don't have to compete against the boys like I do. And it's like, Jane, Jane, oh, why would you say oh, that? Oh, and I get, I get idiot. the sentiment of that. what you funny. are doing. I get the se- the biggest turnaround of like Yas Queen to whoa. <laughs> um, I get what she's saying. I get what she's. I know, yeah, I, but I also get it. like. They play on different courts, not different courts, but sorry. also they play like separate times. I just I feel it. like but it's also, never a what? good idea <laughs> to dismiss the accomplishments of prominent black people. I just, I never think it's a good idea. You know what I mean? No, I just, yeah, yeah. I don't, don't think do there's it. a world where that's like, you know what? <laughs> you took that shot, and you know what? If you I'm are as, as snowy white as as jane campion i just i think you gotta keep it locked down just like that was not it <laughs> and oh you missed homie you missed you missed and and you know uh we we and not in a way that's recoverable <laughs> like, no you can't i mean you, like you can you, you can missed. say like i'm sorry that was being stupid uh you can say that but like yeah. but that is just, what you must say it's an unforced error you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. like it's it would go on her fucking rookie card. You know what I mean? Like that's a yeah. stat now. Yeah. That's a fucking error. Go you next to her. Mis- you made Jane a mistake Campion's that, fucking um, RBIs. You made a mistake that uh, didn't need to happen. <laughs> didn't need to happen. No one set you up for this. 
you said that unprompted you know it's just it was weird wicked weird weird thing to say um again i'm on a microphone a lot it's not as if i've never said stupid shit right let's none of us pretend but like it's yeah chris nolan's gonna say some stupid shit in some interviews you know everyone's gonna say feige has said some stupid shit in some interviews you know like it's just we they everyone does it everyone because we're all stupid (laughs) we're all fucking idiots goodness it is what it is it's it's the best yeah i love it everyone gets like feeling mad just over here juggling with joy there are these guys and i say guys literally because it's never women because let's be honest they're all smarter than us uh there are these guys in st louis who like to ride these one-wheeled motorized unicycles sure where you don't sit (laughs) you just stand on a wheel with foot pedals that has a gyro so you lean forward one of the guys is like in his 60s and wears like a helmet elbow pads wrist pads and i'm like you know what bro i don't think you do you that's kind of cool one of these guys wears like jean shorts and mandals and juggles while he does it And when I say, like, while he does it, I do not mean at parks. I mean, like, going down Gravoy. Come on, man. (laughs) Juggling while riding this thing. Like, homie, just get a Twitter account if you need this much, like... For the love of God. Just, like, start a a TikTok. (laughs) I swear to God. You can get... Just, like, do one other thing, please. So easy to get people to yell at you online for attention. It's so easy. And it's so much less risky. (laughs) It's so much less risky. And you're not putting... So much less physical harm can come to you. And you're not putting anybody else at risk with your... If you you make dumbass TikToks, you know? Like... Yeah. You're not gonna actually accidentally whoops get someone in a car accident unless they're you watching know. tiktok while they're driving but that at that point that's not your that's fault. a them that's a them problem that's a them problem you know and that is not dissimilar to your little juggling shit <laughs> that is not that is not uh, uh as far away from you juggling down crap <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone yeah. who's not from st it's, louis juggling yeah. is a, you know a, gravoy gravoy is a busy busy street you know what's you know what uh what you know what though, Kev? You know what? What though? You know what happens every time I see it? What? I fucking laugh. Hey. It makes so. me deeply, deeply personally happy. So. To see that. Why? Because I think it's a good idea? No. No. Nope. Because sometimes, you know, you gotta bring in the clowns. Exactly. Hey. The clown you know sometimes you gotta just have some weird people doing some weird shit. New Yorker that you're talking you know like i I see some (laughs) bizarre shit uh all the time uh and you're like did i did i need someone singing opera on a subway platform no but hey (laughs) gonna savor it while it's here i guess it could have been worse gonna listen to some fucking lapo m before i i would never be able to identify an opera (laughs) i suck i got i can do i can do habanera from carmen right if you're doing habanera i'm like Got it. That I one I know. One. Yeah, I don't. Personally. You would know it if you heard it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. I know that. You would know that one. I know one. it was an opera. Yeah, it's an opera. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> it's so. even better when you sing it like Patrick Warburton. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. What's that opera that goes? You can't do it without doing the face. At least I can't. You can't. You can't. No, you, you do, literally got a curse curse. You do you a like war. You do a war Barton voice, and you gotta squint your eyes, and you gotta pull your pull your lips back from your teeth. Yeah, gotta gotta <laughs> drop it. And do that. Yeah. Yeah, gotta drop it. Spinach. It's part of it. It's yeah, exactly. Like uh, yeah. like uh, actors talk about like I didn't really find the character until I had wardrobe. You know, it's like I didn't really find <laughs> Patrick Warburton until I squinted up my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I didn't really find it until I creased my mouth properly. Naturally puff out your chest, you know? Yeah, really uh, lean into it. Yeah, exactly. It's a full body impression. <laughs> you gotta fucking... Uh, yes. You, you got a whole ass of Patrick Warburton. If you can do it, you can pull it off. Lauren Michaels, call me. I got a Patrick Warburton in the can. In the can. In you know the what? can. If you ever need any help with it, just let me know. Yeah, just train it up. Do a fucking training montage of my uh, Patrick Warburton <laughs> impression. It's going to go great during my SNL audition. Lauren's going to love it. <laughs> Just do what I've always done, and like all of my characters are bad impressions of <laughs> famous people. They're so bad that no one notices that they are, in fact, impressions. And that is that is the true victory. Point. That, is, that is a victory. Good Lord. Good Lord. That's how I do it. And this is, of course, Advanced Media Studies, a podcast where we aim to talk about every piece of pop culture ever created one week at a time uh welcome back to our mythic pod quest as we are now reaching the end of the first season of mythic quest um with 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 two epis this week and then some specials and then we'll do season two and it'll be over very quickly because streaming seasons have zero episodes on average you know like if you're a streaming television show yeah you have no episodes except for fucking our flag means death which is putting out three episodes a week. Yeah, but it'll be done in like another week. You know, like they're oh, they're just is this putting still out. It'll be like twelve episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, HBO oh. Max does that sometimes, where they're like, "We'll do three a week for three weeks, and then the show is over, <laughs> and that's it." Genius. Um, All right, never mind. And I and I watch it at my leisure. Um, I I generally prefer the one a week uh, method, but um, that's just me. That's just me being, hey, I'm just old-fashioned like that. I'm just an old-fashioned yeah. guy. Old-fashioned I taste. do like that. I, I don't know if Disney started it. I doubt it. But I, I do like that more shows are going back to weekly releases. I hated it the first time Disney did it with WandaVision. I was like, how dare you? No, that was the And right then call. I realized, like, oh, my God, everyone gets to talk about it at the same time. Yeah. I have a whole week to watch it. I don't have to watch the whole show in a week. I can... Yeah, (laughs) right. It's almost as if that was a strategy that worked very well for decades, and then we stopped doing it for some (laughs) reason. Uh, Worked really well for about 50 years of television, and then we stopped for a minute. But God bless HBO, they didn't stop. They never stopped doing it. I mean, obviously HBO Max will sometimes do weird shit, but, you know, Secession still comes out one week at a time. Game of Thrones came out one week at a time. And uh, and that is is part of why their shows are successful. Uh, Euphoria comes out one week at a time and so everyone can watch one episode together and freak out about it and then we oh, build man. anticipation for the next one not as if i've seen euphoria but but my wife keeps asking me just she keeps asking me can we watch this and i'm like i have not had a good enough day yet like she always asks and it's like you know what it's been a it's been a rough day and she's like you want to watch 
<laughs> She's like, you want to watch Euphoria? And I'm like, nope. It's been a it's been a rough day. The it's teens all... are in too much peril. I can't. <laughs> I can't yeah, I can't handle. It. Doesn't seem like my kind of show. I just feel maybe I could be pleasantly surprised by it. It just doesn't yeah, seem like my thing. Maybe. You know. I I stopped. I mean, we've talked about this. I'm sorry. Yeah. You listen to this podcast. You're dealing. You're used to dealing with our bullshit. Whatever. Work I on. stopped watching the the Walking Dead in season three because I realized in that moment, like, oh, you know what? I have enough stressful shit going on in my life. <laughs> I don't need this too. And then, of course, it got worse. But I missed all that because well, for sure. I was just like, I don't. Uh, I don't need I it. I quit. I quit that show like three separate times. It was unbelievable <laughs> the amount of times I stopped watching The Walking Dead. Because I think Normally the first season of The Walking Dead. I just can't Dead, quit you. It's like a reference to a nineties rom-com relationship. But when Kev says, "I just can't quit you," it's, it's game, just it's being unable to cut Dead. off bad television sometimes. <laughs> I just can't quit you is Brokeback Mountain, which is a 2005 uh, 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 dramedy or drama starring starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. That's where I just I wish I knew how to quit you. Um, is from is from that masterpiece. Um, but but yeah, I, The Walking Dead because the first season of The Walking Dead is really good TV. It's like six yeah. episodes, seven episodes, oh, something, something yeah. insane. But those and they re-released like, it. They re-released it in black and white right before cool. season two came out. Yeah, sick. Good, and good idea. So fucking good. Good idea. Ugh. You know, and that and that and that was really strong. And I got two episodes into season two, and I went, never mind on this. Never, <laughs> no, no, never mind. Actually, spent, actually, boop, spent nope. two episodes dicking around in a traffic jam. No, thank you. Um, and then I and then people yeah. said like. Oh, season three got really good. And I'm like, all right, let me go back. And I watched season three. And I was like, this show still sucks. <laughs> I quit again. <laughs> Why um, did I do this? So maybe I only quit twice. I wanted to like it. I gave it multiple chances. It just did not. You tried so hard. And I got, and so, I got far. so far. But in the end, it doesn't Thank even matter. Thank you so much for knowing exactly what I was matter. doing. Uh, by the way, I'm uh, one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan. And... Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't grab a quote. It's my turn to have not grabbed uh, a, a good, good quote. I uh, will. Will uh, I am. I am. I. I. I am. I am. An, uh, uh, Ian was my dad too, and <laughs> he was shitty to me also, just like Pootie Shoe. Ian is my dad. There you go. I'll make you feel better because I don't have a quote either. Um, Great. We're all I'm the daddy it. host. The, normally the third host, but this week the second host, and still have the mostest kids. Yeah, do I have a... What? Is there anything? Dude, my computer's can... my computer's making noise. That's not a quote. That's literally happening. <laughs> my computer's... Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm trying... Why did I not pull out a quote? What is wrong with know. us? I don't know. Me neither. Rob McElhaney is not old enough to be my dad. He would have had to have been... He, he was born in 1977. He would have had to have been like 14 when he had me. And that's just... I mean, I guess it's not impossible, but it's unlikely. It's very unlikely. It's very but, unlikely. You know, it's stranger things have happened. I guess it's possible Rob McElhaney is my dad. Unfortunately, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Unfortunately, stranger things have happened. Unfortunately, I don't know why I turned into Ian McKellen. That's fine. So do There's I. worse things. There's worse things. Yeah. Anyway, sorry I didn't have a quote this time. I'm gonna <laughs> sure I have several next time. We all um, failed. Uh, narrative wins, you know, whatever CW is running up and down the hall and talking about uh, <laughs> sure. the beauty of narrative, how narrative still stands or whatever. Um, yeah. 
Excellent. Uh, not going to have a bit of business. We haven't recorded, I think, since uh, Media Madness ended. So for any of you who are not Twitter hounds, uh, congratulations to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for uh, absolutely obliterating all competition, getting more votes than basically the rest of the competition combined. <laughs> more votes <laughs> in, in the last round. Yeah, than any other, like, than, like, the next four rounds, you know, the next four highest voted rounds, like, combined. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy won supremely overwhelmingly over The Expanse. I don't think that's The Expanse's fault. I think that was going to happen to anyone. And honestly, I'm very glad it was, I didn't have to see one of my babies just get, just get fucking massacred. Because I was did. like, you know what, maybe The Expanse can pull, eke out a win. And then I, like, went back later and was like, uh, nah. Uh, nah. Afraid not. Afraid not, my friend. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, I don't know what, it was a juggle, it was an unstoppable juggle knob the entire time. It was not in a close competition the entire match. It steamrolled the entire, it was just, that was, that was the, the fucking early draft pick. It's fucking 1970s Boston Celtics. You know, it's just like, you're not going to, you, yeah. you can't beat them. It's, it's game over, man. <laughs> And and that was it. Uh, I do. I'm gonna do something we haven't done. Uh, I believe before on the show. We got a we got a nice new review on the old Apple Podcasts, uh, and I would like to I would like to read it. Um, yeah. And you can have uh, whatever you write read on the show by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. I will say whatever you want me to say, <laughs> as long as it's not gross. As long as I will caveat if it if it sucks, I won't say it. <laughs> okay. There's a little um, bit of a there's a little bit of a catch all there. You know, I'm just hey, I'm not gonna say some racist shit. You know what I mean? Like you can't pay me for that. You know what? what? I appreciate that. What am I? Guys that PewDiePie hired? Um everyone, everyone remember that <laughs> one? Um, Kev chose violence this some morning. Vintage um <laughs> internet controversy. It's violent. It's like that's like a five year old uh internet controversy. This is from Need one, two, three, four, four, five, five, six, six. Um, the, the title of the review, Besties, Icons, Legends. There are truly times when I have no previous knowledge of what you guys are talking about, and there are still some of the most interesting conversations I've heard. Like, you guys are so fun to listen to, and the breadth of your combined knowledge is a sight to behold. I might not follow along with every piece of media you guys dissect, but I'll definitely be along for the ride. Five stars! Um, and I thought that was nice. And, oh, that was so nice. Wanted to share that because I thought it was nice, and I like hearing nice words, and I assume you do too. Yeah, broadly. Just a guess. Orlando Bloom and Rob McElhaney <laughs> were born in the same year. I'm learning. That makes sense, actually. <laughs> Just circling that back around to uh, that makes sense, actually. If you'd said that when Rob McElhaney was doing Big Mac for Always Sunny, I would have doubted you. <laughs> but now that Rob McElhaney is like Jack Mac, uh, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, like, like, did we mention Carnival Row, by the way? That was an old No, movie. we did not. Like, we stopped diving into Orlando Bloom. But yeah, he did do that show, Carnival Row, which was a... Uh, it's, Cara it's Delevingne, a, right? It's a... Yes. And it was it was a feature film script that sat around just for years and years and years. was like this talked about script. And they're just like, nobody bought it. And it was, But it was like, the bidding was high. Like, it was, a, it was the thing people paid attention to. And then it just sat around forever. And then eventually, they adapted it into an Amazon show that nobody watched. Uh, I'm not. I'm not disparaging Carnival Row. Sharded and found money and bought a thing. And sure, and just the way the the way that streaming works is they'll just be like they'll just 
reach down, they'll pull a hunk of money, they'll throw it at a show, and they won't advertise it, and no one will watch it. And I just, like, I don't understand <laughs> any level of the business anymore. Uh, I truly don't. No. Um, so it uh, is what it is. I mean, no offense to anyone who worked on Carnival Row. I'm sure uh, there are dozens of you, dozens. And um, let's, 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 let's talk about Mythic Quest, eh? Yeah. Hey, sorry, sorry, we missed a week, uh, everyone. I had, uh, let me check my notes. The novel coronavirus, uh, COVID nineteen. <laughs> um, so we could not do an episode last week, uh, but I am uh, feeling better, as I'm sure uh, you can tell. Was it was a bad way? I was I was not doing good this time well, last week. Yeah, um, I, I watched all of Crazy oh, Ex Girlfriend in four days. Um, is is the situation we were in? I watched four seasons of television in four days, which for me is extraordinary. I've never done anything like that before. <laughs> I know some people do that yeah, like every no. weekend, but like I don't. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, no, you did that in, I wouldn't even say record time. You did that in probably dangerous time. It was, it was truly like a staggering amount of time. And then I try, I like, I flirted with other things and nothing else stuck. You know what I mean? I just, like, I burned out on <laughs> sure. I, the concept of media I burned yeah. out on. Um, I just, I, nothing else, I don't know what the alchemy was, because um, I was, like, very sick, but I was very awake, um, <laughs> and I was just, I was locked in. I can't tell you what it was, but I did, and I mean, I know exactly, I did nothing else for four days. <laughs> <laughs> but watch Crazy Air's Girlfriend. Um, yeah, you were uh, probably door dashed some food and were like, leave it on my steps, please. Don't come near me. I, and... uh, yeah, I was, I, uh, cause I got sick on Friday. Saturday, I just like did oh, yeah. not leave bed. I barely ate. And then like around 1 a.m., I was like making some tea and I like almost, I, ba I collapsed essentially. And I was like, Ooh. hmm, New York has that hotel program where you can go stay at a hotel if you have COVID and they'll bring you three square meals a day and it costs you nothing. <laughs> I'm going to go do that. Um, oh, hell yeah. I didn't know that existed. That's my tax dollars at work. Awesome. Uh, maybe, you know, Missouri has it too. Uh, I have no idea, but New York has it, oh, so I did that. Don't worry, I'm not going to uh, go yeah. try and again. Yeah, again. <laughs> um, I could use a vacation. I could use a staycation. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Last time um, I had COVID, my wife had just gotten over it, so I had hurts. to watch the kids who were also sick with COVID by myself. No good. So I would rather not. Thank you very no much. No good. Uh, but yeah, so I even had meals brought to my door, and I just like I just did nothing. But lay on the bed and watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Anyway, uh, that was that was my story. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend podcast coming soon to my Patreon. I just, I, yeah, we're doing it. Um, <laughs> that'll start sometime in April. Doing, doing that monthly, um, which seems sustainable. So that'll be fun. Because yeah. um, now it's apparently just like one of the most important pieces of art to me of all time. I just have this inextricable memory. I have suddenly discovered, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I find glad it lost media madness, so I could have those four days <laughs> for myself. <laughs> sure, uh, perfect. Yeah, okay, you I'm were sorry. able to. You're able to. You know, do Lock it in. yourself and do That's... it the way you want to do it. Yeah, which was nonstop, just <laughs> for, constant. Just... For again, the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're feeling better because yes. that shit is not fun. It was not fun. I was a, it was the sickest I've been in a long time. I think I I had like medium COVID because I had like 
I was feverish, you know, I was achy, my throat was nonsense, sure. uh, but I wasn't on like a ventilator or anything like that. Um, I was not yeah. hospitalized. So medium, medium COVID. Uh, no fun. Don't recommend. Get vaxxed because I can't imagine how hard that would have hit me if I did not have triple vaccination. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's not think about it. Um, let's not. Let's, yeah, let's instead, just, you know, think not about think Mythic Quest. It. Yeah. Um, season one, episode eight, Brendan, uh, directed by Pete Chapman, written by Megan Gans. In this episode, uh, uh, Ian takes Poppy on a secret uh, car trip that ends up being him meeting with Pootie Shu, who is his son. Um, <laughs> uh, let's yeah, see. genuinely surprised by this. Surprised. Uh, I was like, oh, wow. Um, I kind of thought we'd just kind of done away with that kid. And then he no. showed back up. And okay, I was like, huh? oh, great. Wait. <laughs> and was immediately back, tied back these, into it. These subtle, subtle ways that they have um, been been building some shit up uh, throughout this season. Uh, at the same time, uh, Dana starts getting uh, trolled because they uh, believe her to be um, a corporate shell for Mythic Quest, uh, of which they're correct. I'm not saying you should troll you're a person. Wrong. I'm not saying you, you should abuse be, a person, yeah. but they weren't cor- incorrect. They weren't technically that, wrong. And that shit where, like, the horrible trolls are, like, they're reading the reflection in her glasses, and I'm like, that that is internet shit. That is shit that people do. Insane. In, yeah. I don't throw this word around lightly. Insane people. But they do it. And, and it is shit like that that yeah. happens online. Uh, which is why, you know, if you are a person of a certain station, you just really should not post any personal details or pictures on social media for exactly this reason. Um... Uh, it's a little interesting to me because not interesting. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. I should be more clear. Um, you know how sometimes you let little shit bother you. It does bug me a little bit that they are able to do that because like very few people stream in anything higher than 1080p, and For like sure. good luck blowing that up. Right, but good luck at blowing the same it time, up enough it makes to sense spot that, like, the a company Nebula stream Lord. would be at 4K because like right. they could afford it. Right, um, and, and, so and I know that they're like. like I know they're like streaming on like a weird camera that Brad has. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like the most uh, high fidelity camera I've ever seen. Uh, because every time we cut to Dana, it, it is a it's a film quality camera. You know what I mean? It's like a professional right. video production camera. Uh, because yeah, they did, it's always they, like, oh okay. Yeah, they decided okay. to not use like a webcam or anything like that. Uh, which you know, it's a decision you have to make uh, when you're when you're doing stuff like this. It. I I do struggle with. And struggle is like you know whatever. Um, but like it's the term I, you came up with, not I'm a literal very definition conscious of what you when a through. show doing internet shit is not doing internet shit, internet accurate. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Like every time a character is using like a fake website, or like when we're looking at like a fake streamer, and I'm like, this just feels off from reality yeah. and you don't have to approximate reality it just it always feels a, a little a little less than authentic but it is what it is or like yeah when we see dana or pootie shoes streams you're like hmm, it seems like they're using a really good camera <laughs> i didn't know you could stream with a, a fucking red <laughs> scarlet you know i didn't know i didn't know you could stream with a red 8k um that's one person in the audience was like haha um there- hey i know what that is Hey, I recognize to that, those to that words. person. What's up? Congratulations. You you yeah. know the secret word. Tweeted us <laughs> at Greendale three. Um, if you uh liked that joke, and um, you will get a, a firm pat on the back. Yeah, you'll get fucking. You'll get validation. How's that from your parasocial relationship? For your parking. Does that sound good? Oh, 
Um, what? Everyone's in a parasocial relationship with their favorite podcast. No, no, no. I said for your parking while you were saying something else. Mm. And I was like, oh, so not parking. Oh, validation for your parking. You were doing a joke. I see. Yep, I was doing a joke. You were doing one of your classic jokes. Um, Wow, yep, that's... You sound frighteningly like my wife. No, I'm... Oh, ooh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) You love your wife. Um, And (laughs) She's meaner. That's every... Yeah, of course she is. Because you've been married for a long time. You have two kids. Of course she's going to be mean about it. (laughs) As it should be. (laughs) As as is... As As above, so below. As is right, you know? As as is her right. Um, Yeah, she has earned it. Yeah, if there is ever a woman who wishes to marry me, I'm like, yeah, you you are you are well within your rights. Too, Anytime fucking. you feel like making me remember that I'm dumb, go for it because go you know what? I could use it more it. often anyway. You know what I mean? Like humble me. You know, you're the every entourage humble, needs that guy. Humble that, me, baby. <laughs> every guy in the entourage, every entourage needs that guy that punches you in the nuts to remind you of where you came from. You know, like keep you keep you it's humble, true. keep you based. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely correct. Um, this is a, this is an interesting uh, episode of Mythic Quest. Uh, probably works best in tandem with the finale. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not, it's yeah. not because we kind of like we go to the diner, we learn this thing about Pooty Shoe, and then that's kind of that. And, and we return back. Uh, Poppy, of course, misses out on her job um, because uh, Ian's ex-wife. And we find out Ian's name is Ian. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's just a megalomaniac. He decides like my... that he wants to control literally everything. Yeah. Um, it was just not, I mean, but that's also not uncommon in famous people. You know what I mean? Like uh, oh, uh, Darcy not. Carden from uh, uh, The Good Place um her her name yeah. does not actually have an apostrophe in it she she did that when she was in like eighth grade and it just kind of like stuck um <laughs> that's not it's not uncommon it. or 90 percent of all famous people have some preposterous stage name right like mel kaminsky becomes mel brooks etc um yeah stan lee's a, name isn't stan lee yeah, it's Stanley Leibowitz. <laughs> um, but Stan Lee, it's it's clever. It's good. It worked um, because he was a fucking flimflam man. He was a snake oil salesman. He, he understood how this shit worked. He was P.T. Barnum. In a different life, he would have been a circus yep. worker. Uh, but instead, he wrote comic books, and, he, and even he wrote a couple comic books. Uh, yeah, he wrote Sorry. a few. He wrote a and few. And borrowed comics. the rest. Uh-huh. Or- um, or stood in the same room as the rest. <laughs> uh-huh, stood in the same room as Jack Kirby or Steve Ditko, and then it was like, ah, it was my idea. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Excelsior. Excelsior. Uh, true believers. And, um, yeah, so that's so that's all of that. Um, but it's but it's, but it's it's uh, good. Uh, it's, it's strong stuff. It's interesting stuff. It just feels slight. I don't know what I want from it. I, it, it, it feels like... It's a revelation of information, but then that's it, and it stops at the revelation of information. And it, and it yeah, because revelation is of... like kind of close to where you're like, this has got to end soon, right? Right, and like this. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, okay. And then the, the episode's like, okay, we got to end now. We'll finish this later. And that's <laughs> Which... that, right? And I don't, yeah. I don't remember Pootie Shoe being in season two. It's possible that he still appears, but I don't really remember it. 
So it kind of mm-hmm. becomes, and I'm sure you'll 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 disagree with that, but it kind of becomes my issues with like the second half of WandaVision, where I'm like, you sure did reveal some information, but I don't understand the like. You didn't fully pay off the information. You just kind of told yeah, me sure. some information. Um, sure. There are innumerable further examples of, of things like that, but that is just that is some one that was close to mine because you're talking about one division on your show, and it made me think yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. remember that. There are a First lot half of, of that, like, oh shit, what does this mean? Yeah, Nothing. it it's like <laughs> you you end two episodes in a row with Agatha Harkness saying some information to Wanda that means nothing to her. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I know that information now, but like, where are you going? Um, yeah. What does this mean? And then you're like, Oh, that wasn't, Oh, nothing. It was just wanted... information. It was just, we needed to fill out the wiki page. <laughs> yeah. You just needed to. Okay. We needed it. to, we just needed to fill in the wiki. And I'm like, Oh, okay. This was actually a show about filling in a wiki, but it did have four really good episodes at the start there. <laughs> it really, man, those were some good episodes of TV. And, um, anyway, sorry. No more WandaVision yeah. diversions. But it, it's something that, I, it's it's just, it, you know, I'm, I don't want an entire episode of just, like, Ian and Pudishu hashing out their relationship. Like, that's not, that's not really what I want. Um, it, it kind of works in relation to the Poppy thing. You know, like, her getting sucked into his world. The, the warning she gets from Ian's ex-wife. You know, all of that. All of that works as yeah. a part of her story. Well, and this is, this is like, the th- fourth, third episode. My God, it starts at episode four. This is the fourth episode of Poppy going, maybe... Am I gonna leave? Maybe I'm probably gonna leave. I'm Shall putting leave? myself through shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got this weird parallel that I don't know if I love. It's tricky, right? Because I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. to talk about this without talking about where the show goes eventually. Yeah. But it's got the 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 framework for that. Like, I'm in a shit relationship, and the sure. person like thinking about getting out of it, but then going like, "But I got into it for a reason." If only right. I could find that reason, and then I would love it again. Which is like mm-hmm. wicked, not the way to deal with a bad relationship, especially when it's maybe if in this case not physically abusive, but definitely emotionally, uh, and often verbally abusive. You're like, mm, don't. But at the same time that that's happening, and you're like, Poppy, just go, Poppy, just go. Right. You're, the show's also doing it's due diligence in like taking pot shots at Ian's character from a distance. Yeah. And like, as it chips away the facade, you're like, Oh, maybe he's a good dude. Who's just a piece of shit to act like he knows what he's doing. Right. Which again, which again, not a good, not a good excuse. No, but does mean that there's potentially a redeemable person in there. But you know, hurt. You know, as as people say, hurt people, hurt people, right? Like we we, right. we know we know a little bit about Ian and his dad, and like the lawsuit, you know, like and and, and all of that. I don't I don't think in season two we meet Ian's dad. Not not to no. my recollection. Um, no, so not. that's that's a relationship that we have yet to explore further. But like obviously there's some weird damage. You don't become Ian Grimm without having some damage there you know like you yeah. you, you don't become yeah. iron grim because you lived a happy and comfortable life your entire life i don't think so right and like uh just because you brought it up the the marvel show that i'm doing with my buddy tech um he's on the the firm conviction that wanda is a bad guy the villain sure and like 
taking the hurt people hurt people ethos and running with it. Like, Ian's not a bad guy. Wanda's not a bad guy. They're both just like doing really bad things. They're doing and very I don't, bad. I don't blame things. them for it in the way that I would blame someone that like is obviously doing it on purpose. Sure, and it um you know it, it uh, I guess we're we're linking the WandaVision thing because it becomes <laughs> like well how much how much rope do we give them in the, in this sure. scenario because like what yes wanda is obviously in a, in a terrible place at the beginning of wandavision she does also enslave an entire town she does also keep people separate from their yeah. children yeah. you know she does yeah. she does like i wandavision in my opinion the ending of wandavision is much too kind lets her off the hook a little bit and you could say like well she maybe she kind of runs know, away she kind of runs away. away you have the only black woman on the show go like they'll never understood how much you gave up for them. And I'm like, how much she gave up? This was her fault. <laughs> she did all yeah, of this. This is also um, like moments before someone then immediately says like, how, what are you going to do to stop her? <laughs> she's just going to leave. She's she gonna just leave. controlled. Right. I mean like, yeah, what are you, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not saying that like she should have gone to jail. Uh, but like it, the, the weird moment for me is when Monica is like, you know, Wanda, <laughs> you you didn't do anything wrong. It's like whoa, whoa. Um, it is what it is. Um, but but I, you know, we we get into a similar territory with Ian, and and Mythic Quest does seem interested in not redeeming Ian, but we're never going to escape it. They're sympathetic to him in a way that. It's always sunny, except for one scene is not sympathetic to its characters. Um, sure. You know, just again because of the McElhaney, because of the Megan Gans, it just it makes sense as a point of comparison, right? Except for except for the one season finale where they are like really emotionally intimate with Mac <laughs> um, and really emotionally intelligent, like as a show. You're like, oh, shit, right. Um, and, and the, the, the Ian and Poppy, you know, I, I, I'm glad the relationship up to this point has never been even hinted at as romantic, right? Like, I, I, I think it is a much more interesting yeah. relate, not that romantic relationships can't be interesting, but it is a much more rela interesting relationship for these two characters if they are stuck in this, like, mutual, um, cycle of, like, uh, uh, abuse and hurt feeling you know they are they are inextricably trapped with each other and and they are trying to struggle away but it only winds the the fucking coil tighter the more you struggle to try and get out of it right and and that is very interesting um and and it, it the, the show kind of waxes and wanes on how emotionally serious and how emotionally deft it is going to be in that relationship you know sure 100 percent yeah and I really love where they go in season two as they do almost exactly that, mm -hmm. right? As they actually start picking it apart and like, God, this, ah, fuck, I can't wait. Episode, or season two has some of the most brutal back and forthing. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, okay, we figured it out. Oh, shit. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. We're in a good place <laughs> no, now. No, oh, we're not. No, no we're, we're not. not. Um, it, and yeah. like, I think at first when I watched that, I was like, this is stupid. But then, like, you know, being an adult and being in a long-term relationship, being like, oh, yeah, no, that's how this shit it works. Feels, You're like, we right. figured out. We, we 
we we put some fucking what's that <laughs> stupid Billy Mays tape yeah. on the bottom of the boat. We put some flex tape, whatever the fuck it's called, on the bottom of this boat, and it's no longer leaking. And then like the universe goes, yeah, bread, it, but it was fucking tape. Right. That's not you a can't, and then you're like, you can't slap oh, tape damn. on the bottom of a boat and expect it to hold forever, right? Like, there's more work that has to be done, and, <laughs> yeah, and it's whether or not you're willing to, like, on. get out the welding tools, you know? Like, it's whether or not you right. are willing to, like, actually fucking get in there and, and, and make that shit work. And, and it's interesting what they do with it. And, and, and season two of Mythic Quest, like many second seasons of many great shows, is going to get nastier it's gonna get sadder it's gonna get a little more emotionally intimate we're gonna do that thing that a good second season does and we're just like really pushing at these characters how far can we push these people you know like what are the limits of this show now that we we did the show we did our nice little first season you know and now it's time to like push the boundaries of the simulation how far does the program go uh i i played the story of uh fallout and now i'm going to go through and see how much i can break the game fallout (laughs) you know um the the yeah precisely and 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 it and it goes to interesting places if albeit with this episode sort of not fully whelming me if you if you know what i mean not fully whelming. Yeah, it's so you weren't you weren't underwhelmed or overwhelmed. But you weren't whelmed. Right. I was like, well, I was like, that's this is fine. This is interesting information. This is the the stretch that we need. You're in to like go the on. lower. You're in like the lower upper the upper lower half. Sure. And it becomes that. <laughs> right. Worries. No, I, I get what you. Yeah, you you understand. <laughs> you're, you're getting it. It's like okay. It's it's yeah. functional without really delivering um to to me i'm like this is perfectly i understand what we're doing i understand the arc we're on and i do feel i think it's too early in the show to be doing this with poppy and obviously it is the arc they decided to go on for this season because half the season is devoted to this will poppy leave or will she stay but it's like i've only known poppy for like 90 minutes and you're really asking me to like get invested in whether or not she stays in the sitcom mythic quest a sitcom i'm barely acquainted with yeah at this at the at the at the point that this arc is happening um and yeah. like you know my tv brain knows like she's probably not leaving the show mythic quest <laughs> she's probably gonna stay right at mythic quest because that is the name of the show <laughs> that's that's where the show is set it's, it's... Um, and obviously season two is going to try a similar thing in a different way. Uh, but we don't, we don't really, we have not seen any of the fallout of the thing I'm vaguely alluding to. No, no, we haven't. And it's literally the reason I'm excited that this show got renewed for not one, but two more seasons. Because how the fuck, (laughs) but I'm down. I'm so down. It makes makes no sense, but you know what? Fuck it. Let's figure it it out. Let's make it go. Let's make it happen. we want to say anything else about finding out that Pooty Shoe is Ian's Pooty Dude? I mean, it I I it it retroactively fills in some some gaps in what was happening, right? Like, I mean, the first time you're watching the show, you don't even realize the gaps are there, and then you get to this episode, and you're like, "Well, that I mean, that is, this is a true twist in that it, because I feel like sometimes people use twist to mean." any revelation of information but a twist a true twist reframes everything you've seen previously right yeah that is what a yeah and also and also uh 
it's unexpected. And too many times people were like, I saw the twist coming. And like a good twist is one that you can't. Right. Uh, like people see the see. twist coming, but I'm like, I don't, I disagree that it was a twist. It was just like the, what they were setting up. It's the plot. Right. Like, like sometimes use. a yeah. plot being predictable is good. Cause that means that like it has set itself up properly. Um, and it's whether or not you're emotionally invested in it. Right. Like I don't, I don't think surprise is always the best primary motivator of how you're conducting yeah. your show. See Game of Thrones, right? Where they were specifically talking about, like, we threw all our plans out the door because people saw them coming, so we wanted to surprise you. And it's like, well, your surprises don't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense with the show yeah, that you Largely because you threw out your work. <laughs> right and it's like okay Thanks, like guys. and and then you somehow paradoxically also like stuck too hard to your original plan for the end of the show and it's like that doesn't make sense with the way these characters developed you know like and that's and that's something you can't account for when you're making a television show where it's like well what the actor brings to a character is going to make it very different from the source material right like like uh, peter dinklage incredible on game of thrones is very different than the character from the books uh, because Tyrion on the television sure. show is like likable and charismatic, <laughs> you know, like he, it's a very different character and, and he and Shay develop a very different relationship than the relationship from the books. So him killing her just kind of like feels weird and comes out of nowhere. And it makes you go like, what's going on with this character? Because yeah. that's not the relationship that you, you know what I mean? Like it just, it didn't, what what an actor brings to a part is going to entirely shift what your show is doing you know like what what the relationships that develop or who has chemistry uh uh and it's and it and it's all it's all gonna you gotta be anyway so now we're just talking about game of thrones now <laughs> now i'm just ranting weird about game of thrones and how they fucked that up bad job guys <laughs> bad job team oh man you know you know Maybe we should maybe we should uh, do that instead of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. You just really don't want to read I'm those kidding. books. I don't. Want... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding completely. I don't want to. No, do... no game of. Th I mean, like, there's <sighs> too much. Too, too many people have already done it. You know what I mean? Like, what are we gonna say about Game of Thrones that like nobody else said about Game of Thrones? Also, there's too much of it. Yeah. And I would want to quit at some point. <laughs> I don't want to do anything of this show where I want to quit. <laughs> we all get to a point where we're like, you know, I don't want to watch this show anymore. Actually. Yeah. I would get to like season five, like I did when I was watching it the first time, and be like, "Guys, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> this isn't fun for me anymore." I get to like the. We would get to like the second, <clears throat> third season maybe, and be like, "This was a bad it idea." A bad idea. <laughs> yeah, is too many. There's too many times where a character on the show got raped, and I'm not sure the show understood what it was putting on screen. And I was like, "Guys, you're breaking me. This is I can't do this." <laughs> You're, I don't think you understand the implications of what is happening. Um, and it, it is... It, anyway, sorry. Gotta stop talking about Game of Thrones. I think that was it on this episode. Again, it, yeah. functional, but I'm not... I'm not emotionally invested like I want to be in in this episode, in these storylines. Um, but uh, season season two, I sure. think, on the whole, does a, does a better job with things like this. Um, anyway, and let's, yeah. let's go to the season one finale. Season one, episode nine. Let's do it. Blood Ocean. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, directed by Catriona McKenzie, written by Megan Gans and Rob McElhaney. In this episode, Ian comes up with a brilliant idea for something called Blood Ocean, which uh, Poppy uh, then implicates into a plague. Uh, this episode came out in February 2020. Uh, yikers. <laughs> Whoops. Um... There's a lot of that this last year, which is fucking wild. Wild of that? It was in, you know, it was... <laughs> or, sorry, a lot of that then 2020. It was on the tip of everyone's tongue. Um, and uh, uh, then uh, the workers of Mythic Quest uh, attempt to unionize. Uh, David tries to stand up for them to Montreal and is summarily fired. Um, and uh, uh, also, I don't know. Yeah, that's about it. Um, and Poppy learns to live with her new station at Mythic Quest and becomes a co-creative director with him, uh, which we see in the post-credits, uh, right. mid-credits scene uh, does not go especially well <laughs> early on. No. Um, and, but they're but they're working on it. Um, yeah. What do you what do you think um, about this as a season finale? I I frequently forget that it's a season finale because I, I still see episode ten as the finale and then i see episode 11 as the special yeah but sure. like they're definitely both they're definitely both so i special because they were both they were both not a part of the original order the quarantine uh episode does not come out for like three months after the yeah. uh, the blood ocean episode um and we have we have that to look forward to it was like again i like they they just like went into apple and they were like we have this idea for a quarantine episode and they were like great make some content <laughs> just like Ooh. mailed some iPhones <laughs> to all the cast, you know, and it was like, let's go <laughs> make it work. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, so there's all that. I think it, I think it's functional. It is like, again, just on a basic level, it's like functional, right? This, this makes sense for the storylines yeah. that we have set up. It really only works as a finale for Ian and Poppy, but with only nine episodes of your first season, it's hard to give everyone else something dramatic to to do right. you know and like the the closest we get to another finale is um uh dana re-entering the the testers right like be uh, 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 coming coming uh so like that is the closest we get and uh it, it's functional but again there's no there's no you know dramatic kiss or anything between between rachel and dana so so it but with again with nine episodes and one episode you decided to vote to a completely separate set of characters. Um, it's hard. It's hard to build up <laughs> a good amount of, like, yeah. payoff in, in just Yeah, and it's, you know, they also, like, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to tell, like, how, what their plans were, right? That's one of the things that's always hard to tell with shows, like, in their first season is, like, how much of this was, like, giving us, like, firm footing with everybody, not completing a first arc with everybody. Yeah. Uh, unlike The Office or Parks and Rec that had like shorter first seasons. Even shorter than this. This is like online. Six or seven episodes, right? <clears throat> right. Like these are online seasons, like you said, so they're all going to be short. So like how much of the season, the first season of this show, because we're getting people making it that have been doing te comedy television for years right. and who have done those first like always sunny has like a season and a half before they have like the whole crew the dynamic and like just the formula right. Danny, right? Danny DeVito doesn't come minute. in until season two right it takes like a whole season exactly. to get you Danny exactly DeVito. I think exactly uh and then community gives you 
as we've talked, obviously, it gives you like the first six episodes are like an episode for each person. Right. Like it's, it's which is essentially when the first when the pilot season would end, which is what The Office does, which is six episodes, right? Yeah. Like, so it's hard to tell because like those people are working on this show. It makes me believe that they were like, first season, let's just get everybody through the door and half of them up the first fight of stairs. It's this thing that happens with streaming TV where, and and this, uh, Mythic Quest season one, unlike season two, all the episodes of season one dropped on the same day, right? So you could you could have binged all of season one on the, on the first day. Sure. And it's this thing that happens with streaming TV where it feels like the entire season is the pilot. Uh, like, like the yep. first season yep. of a TV show now is the pilot as opposed to the first episode, right? I know I haven't seen these episodes. Yeah. Hi, Jace. But I feel like you can <laughs> oh, say hi. the same Jesus thing Christ. is true about... Hello. I heard some no, sounds, no, but you had no. not shown up on my uh, Skype window. Oh my God, that's so funny. I like muted myself because my, there was noise. Hey, everybody, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> Hello. Uh, I had a Google tab on top of my Skype window, so I just uh, had the talking box. Yeah, I also yeah, had I the talking box. So you said something, and I was like, I was like, oh my God, did I leave a video on? And then I realized Kev was reacting to it too. And I was like, what's fucking happening? What's happening? Oh. Okay. <laughs> No, I so I haven't seen. Hi, Jace. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I my family's been in town, but they just we just said our goodbyes, and I came back, and I was like, I'm gonna join for the chaos, even though I haven't seen these <laughs> episodes. Um, but you're talking about how you feel like the season, first season, the whole thing feels like a pilot. Yeah. I don't think that that's an issue specific to streaming, mm. though. Because I would say the first season of The Office was all a pilot. I would say the first season of Parks and Rec especially was just a pilot. Like, in sometimes, I feel like sometimes in comedies, the whole first season is them being like, okay, we need to establish base characters so that next season we can introduce the funnies, you know? Yeah. It's not funny. You just like, it, if there's a normalcy that we can stray from, then we can get some good jokes in. But you have to establish a bit of a normalcy type situation. You know? For sure, I, know. I think I think the the first season of Parks and Rec, which I watched a year ago, is not as bad as its reputation, it's but not, it's, it's not, not as bad as the first season of The Office, right? And I feel like the first seasons of those shows <laughs> make the same mistake, where it's just like the tone is wrong. Um, but that is why sure, sure. I here's here's my new here's my new thing here's my new theory. You can do nine, ten episodes for season two, season three, season four, whatever. I think the first season of every television show should be 20 episodes. <laughs> like, meh. I think you need first seasons <laughs> of shows, especially sitcoms, but also, like, most dramas I like. You know, the first season is at least 13 episodes. First seasons need more time to lay track than we are currently given. On, on almost yeah. every show, except for the very yeah. few, like, broadcast shows that get elongated sure, sure. first seasons, right? Like, you're, you're very, you know, right. the, the Connors or whatever. Everything you. on the CW. Right, like, the CW is one of the few shows that are still give you, like, 18 episodes. Like, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I just you're rocking, binged. You're rocking a half a year or episode Exactly. Week, like. like, you have 18 episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. All the, the superhero shows, they generally have, like, 18 20 23 episodes per season right and those that of course has oh my god can you drugs. imagine getting 20 episodes of anything anymore? i would love that i would love that so i would love it so exactly. much i think the first season of every show 
should be 20 episodes and so that you just like fully have time to like not only set up your characters but you also get to like play around you get to see what works you get to try some shit and if that shit doesn't work you just walk it back <laughs> you just go like never mind uh <laughs> like you have time to experiment and fail where it feels like nine episodes of mythic quest i'm like i barely become acquainted with this show and then it's leaving for yeah. a year you know like when am i gonna get more of this and and right. uh it just it, it it's especially it's especially true for shows that have thirty minute runtimes. Absolutely. Like yeah, I get it if you're putting together ten hour long episodes. Like I mean, BBC shows frequently will do six to eight hour and a half long right. episodes. But like mm. still Still. Like six movies is plenty right. of time to get, get to know to get somebody. Some but nine <laughs> nine thirty minute episodes is Barely three Imagine, movies. imagine if you will, if the first right. season of Community ended with the first Christmas episode. That was the season finale. And then we did not get more Community <laughs> for a year. That's a completely different it, show. Community's so good that I would have I mean, I mean anyway. it's, it's an excellent TV show age. in those first 10 episodes. Like, we are not. But, but that would have but, been so disappointing Im- because of how much ground they got. And imagine after. how, right, like, c- Community does not become the Community we know. Because they don't start doing genre parodies until, like, the fucking 18th episode <laughs> the of, of the season. season. Right? Yeah. Like, like it, it's so that's long. A completely, it's so deep It's a completely yeah. different show. And and I just, I think that more shows should be given the runtime to, like, do well, here's the, Well, here's the other question, though, because... We could also say let's let's instead of talking about why do the first season suck, we should we could also talk about why our second season so much better than the first. Because they've had time because to play. Even, even thinking back to Community, season two rips. It rips, and because well, you, yeah. you had twenty five episodes to like mm. figure it out. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, season two. It's like the sophomore album of a lot of bands, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like the first album, sometimes is a banger. Sure, but like. Most of the time, you're like, you know what? There's promise here. And then, like, it just feels like it's so weird to me that I'm saying this because, like, I keep saying like and I hate that. It's weird to me that I'm saying this because in movies, it's very often the sequel that tends to flounder unless James Cameron's making it. because. My man can make the, a perfect The man sequel. makes a sequel. I don't uh, know what to tell you. Avatar 2 is going to be the best film of all time. Times. Like, Avatar 2 is going to be, like, the greatest movie you've ever seen. Right? And, like, he... Yeah. My man can make a sequel. <laughs> but, like, movie... I mean, here's another problem with most streaming shows. Is that, like, before every streaming show comes out, they go, like, we actually consider it more of, like, a 16-hour movie. And I'm like, who wants to watch a 16-hour movie? Who among you <laughs> wants to watch a 16-hour movie? You don't. I don't know why you think you do. Raise your, raise your hand right raise now. Raise your fucking hand, right? Because like the the the, I'll watch a three hour movie. I will. Kevin will. You know, and like there's a five hour movie that's been waiting for me. I'm I keep eyeballing it. I'm like, is this the week? Is this the week where we watch the five hour movie? Is this where we watch Happy Hour? I don't know. But it it. Wait, why is Happy Hour not one hour long? Uh, I can't tell you. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I can't tell you. Uh, but it is five hours. And um, that sounds it's, I, but you know, Ryazuki Hamaguchi, he makes long movies, but they're all really good. So I don't know what to tell you. They all, they all justify their run types. Um, drive my car, <laughs> three hours long. Compelling. Saw it in theaters twice. It's just like the most compelling movie you've ever seen. Streaming now on HBO Max. And um, 
I, I anyway, but like the two prong problems, right? Is that like everyone's making nine hour movies instead of television shows, so it's like we've barely we've barely figured out what to do. But also, movies are like a completely different idea because like a movie, you are intentionally setting out with like a beginning, middle, and end. Unless you're doing one of the like bullshit movies now where it's like the movie didn't end because we're setting up for a sequel and i'm like guys you gotta end the movie but that's kind of the thing though is the franchise movie scene right now is closer to what tv shows used to be than the the mcu is a much better very long television show than it is 21 movies it is better as a television show than it is as you know however many movies now um and, and, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's just the Marvel channel. Yeah, they've managed to make it work. You know, like whether or not you grade any particular item on success or fail, like it worked. People show up, they hand over their money. It's a good. It's a good. They, TV, it's a they good figured show. it out. You know, they show. figured something out that no one else has figured out. Um, it's a good TV show. They're getting it. I have numbers. recent. I have recently learned that I am a dad. So interesting. Of course, mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Daddy host likes Marvel because Daddy host likes Marvel. That's fine. No, it was more a it was more a dig at, like a month ago when I said oh, that the Sonic movie was okay and Kev oh, was like, uh, "You're a dead, dead brain." And I dead was brain. like, "Oh, no, you liking Sonic is fucked up, but like you liking Marvel makes sense. Everyone likes Marvel." I no, I I have to say I understand enjoying the Marvel movies because I enjoy sure. the Marvel movies. Sonic. I, and here's the thing, Sonic had everything going for it too. I was so ready. I was like, I love uh, Tom Schwartz. No, not Tom ben Schwartz. Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. I love Ben Schwartz. Jim Carrey is the dude. Great guy. Sonic is a fun franchise, sure. and I just couldn't. Because it doesn't make any <laughs> like Sonic. Uh, Sonic coming to the our world is not a premise for film. It's not a fish out of water. It doesn't. There's that's not a premise for a film. And also he. He knows all of the lines to, like, Jerry Maguire, but he, like, never caught the James Marsden cop's name in, like, the years he was, like, creeping on them from the bushes. Like, he knows every line to, like, some fucking movie, but he never caught his name. And it's just, it's it's fucked up. It's a fucked up movie. I used to read the Sonic the Hedgehog comics. That explains. I didn't even realize it was a comic. Back in the camps, like, that's that's the most fucked up. That's, that's pervert behavior like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god Amazing. those comics are Amazing. deeply fucked uh on this very podcast feed you can listen to an episode of a podcast where i read a lot of sonic comics and i talked about them just scroll back just keep scrolling um yeah, they're wait, weird what? but i was like you'll eight. find it no uh, it's fine so, we were you know we were eight we all liked garbage you know like i watched pokey the pokemon <laughs> show it's just like the what worst show about. of all time i liked some really good movies at eight years sure. old sure I don't know if you know about Spy Kids I mean, 2. The, the Island Crystal of Lost Dreams. I don't know if you know about Spy Kids 2, but Steve Buscemi in Spy Kids 2 has what might be one of the most poignant lines oh, in boy. cinema history. And it is, do you think God hides in heaven because he too fears what he has created? And you're telling me that's in a kids movie? That's, you know, that's a pretty okay line. But unfortunately, that's, the rest of Spy Kids, kids 2 exists. Because they... <laughs> It's a good movie. I don't care That's what fine. you tell me. That line is in a kids movie because the, the boy is that, who is that? Is that Rodriguez? Yeah, it's Robert Rodriguez and it's Steve Buscemi. Robert character. Rodriguez knew that parents were gonna be in the theater yeah. uh-huh. and was like, "Watch me fuck over everyone's day," and knew <laughs> just knew that by putting that line. That like that weekend it's... he can go to any McDonald's in L.A. and find a parent 
just staring dead-eyed into a fucking milkshake <laughs> while their kids run around and the parents just Dear like, what God. the fuck am I doing? Where is your... <laughs> that line is incredible. And Steve Buscemi delivers the hell out of it. It's a good line. But again, unfortunately, it the rest of Spike gets to exist. You know what, Jace? You know what, Jace? I love you. You can't love Spy Kids 2 this much and not be able to get through Sonic. Fuck You know off. what? <laughs> yeah, the difference between Spy Kids 2 and Sonic quality-wise is that you watched one when you were eight years old. That is the difference in quality. Exactly Spy Kids it. 2 that's is exactly just it. as unwatchable as Sonic and, the Hedgehog. No, that's exactly... I have a direct connection to I was a child when I watched this child exactly. movie. But the other, thing, the other thing is, though, I, I don't know, Spy Kids 2 is pretty fucking campy. It's, like, the script is so up its own butt that I love it. And the thing about Sonic was that it was such a, it was a kid's movie, but it felt so tropey that I was like, I already know everything about this movie. I know every beat of this movie before it unfolds, right? And and I thought, I also, I think I was also frustrated because I love Ben Schwartz so much. And I was like, they, they didn't, he didn't they get to do any good material. They should have they, let him be traditional Sonic, who's like a rude dude with attitude. And they just made this like little doe-eyed soft boy Sonic. Yeah, he should have had. John, yeah, uh, I almost called I, him John uh, Ralphio. Ben Schwartz needs like a little. I almost did that too. Needs earlier. a little itch. He needs a little like. Do you know what wrong. I mean? He 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 needs a little. He's no, he's so funny because he on. plays lovably obnoxious. He's the only person on the planet that can be as obnoxious as he is on stage, and you still, you still love like, him. Like this guy's funny. It's incredible. Um, and he was very great on the first season of the After Party. Uh, like his his character is very interesting on that show. Have y'all seen Middle Ditch and Schwartz yeah. on Netflix? They're, they, it's the two of them doing long, it's a long form comedy it's special. Very good. And there's like three episodes. Yeah. It is good. It is like laugh so hard you're crying good. It is unbelievable. It's one of, It's honestly my favorite comedy special on Netflix, right next to James Acaster's repertoire. Um, but like <laughs> the, genuinely- Is it like, is it like um, Nick Kroll. Yeah, and I was about John to say Mulaney's the two guy oh, uh, Netflix special that kills that me is well. Oh Hello, um, which I've seen like seven times. It's a little times. bit like that, but it's entirely improvised. Mm -hmm. Which Oh Hello is not. It's amazing. Right. Um, yeah, anyway, that's a. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Big recommend. Um, also, why didn't I put Silicon Valley in our fucking bracket? Because, Ooh. like, there's some weird seasons of Silicon Valley there at the end. You have to deal with, like, the TJ Miller oh, I didn't thing. Finish it. No one did. No one watched the last two seasons of Silicon no Valley. No one watched the last season you know, like, of the show. I think I know one person. Yeah. I, I saw and loved, I don't know, two or three seasons of Silicon Valley, and then I was like, I, I got this. I, I understand. Yeah, I think sure. I've reached the end of this. And again, like, the TJ Miller shit is, is tough to deal with. I know we had, like, a show yeah. about Chevy Chase written by Dan Harmon, but the TJ Miller stuff is fucking difficult to deal with in any case. <laughs> Uh, maybe next year's bracket. Anyway. You never know. Yeah. Huh? Is what? It... Next year? You think we're going to be done with it, all of that in a year? Oh, yeah. We're going to be done with Hitch Hitchhiker's Guide is... the All five books together are oh. 850 yeah. pages. We can read that in, like... We can be done with that in October if we, like, don't miss a lot of episodes. No, I thought we were going to do that, and then, like, the top three would get, like, another short bracket. But no, you mean like just re reshuffle? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Again? We just we do I'm a new we do okay. new new thirty two. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah we sure. we do we do we'll do a new bracket. It'll be called thirty under thirty. We do thirty shows <laughs> with less than thirty episodes. <laughs> we who will win? 
Um, right. I don't know. I just that's actually I just made that up. Good marketing. Could be. You should get a job in Thanks. marketing. I would it. hate it. I would, I would <laughs> kill myself immediately. Like, I would walk in for orientation. I'd watch the video. I'd sign my paper. And I'd jump out the skyscraper window. Just ventilate I'm your brain. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, perfect. <laughs> Notice I said, you should get a job in marketing. You'd, you'd hate, hate it. it. Yeah. You'd, you'd be even more miserable. <laughs> was just, I think we all need... Except now you'd have a place to direct right, your right, misery. Right. Like one singular At least now place. it would be justified, right? Like now it would make sense. Well, no. No, that's not I what, know. I, that's not I, what know. I said. <laughs> I know. But yeah, Mythic Quest. Uh, it was it's a it's a it's a good first season, but for all the reasons we've listed, it just like I'm glad there was a second season available when I finished the first season. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And the and the two specials that are coming up are both sure. really good. Like these are very strong uh, uh, specials that are going to come out. Um, I'm very excited to talk about both of them next week. And and season two is I think stronger overall and and works on a lot of things that are strong in the first season but again because of like the length and they even devote one of their very few episodes to a a thematically relevant story of uh doc and beans which does pay off a little bit in the finale um jay spoilers for when you get to that uh i have no way these words aren't making sense to me so we're okay. (laughs) okay great Doc and Beans were in the Dark Quiet Death episode. They are the developers of a Dark Quiet Death. Oh, yeah! Um, okay, yes, I do know these Spoilers words. for the Mythic Quest finale. The Mythic Quest office is the same office <laughs> as as the Dark Quiet Death office. And they find... No, they make that clear in the episode, don't um, they? Kind of? In the Doc and Beans episode? No, yeah. I guess... No, no you're just... At the very end, clear. when they bring them back in, they pull back and they show the names are, are scratched into that pillar... And they zoom out to the pillar, and the pillar's there in present day, and then we see I am. Mm. It could have been. You're clever. Because I first time I watched yeah. it, I was like, that's I a match that cut. Shit. That's just a match cut. That's not saying it's the same one. Um, but that's no, where that I was to wrong. me was very clearly okay. saying, like, this is our space. It's like the I was here well, thing. It's the same, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's the same it, office. The context was I was And Ian points at the thing, and he's like, see, this this is a creative relationship that fell apart, Poppy, because he didn't, they didn't trust each other. We, we got to trust does, each does other. Does he point? Does he point to the, to the pillar etching. thing? Yeah. Well, That'll be exciting go. for you <laughs> when you get around to that. I'm very pleased. Um, very pleased to it's a good, It's a good yeah. payoff for that episode. Again, and like the weird structure of this season where like, I feel like A Dark Quiet Death should have come after the fight night just so we had a little more runway with our characters before we did this like let weird... the characters actually build a full arc yeah, a little a bit little or at bit. least a small arc and then introduce more context to allow it because i think a lot of these the... like these weird one-off episodes you know <laughs> so like hey hey all right here you go first season of watchmen which we've all seen right um mm-hmm. the only season of sure watchmen? It was right. I am never getting another first, one. You mean the mini first and only? Well, there was a question at a certain point, but they said no. Like they were like Damon Lindelof was like, no, we we told the story, we're done. Um, which good for him. And um, yeah, I appreciate that. Deeply. Hey, really, yes, really good so. season you've made. Third great television Incredible show you've made, season. my man. Good job. Keep it up. And and but but that season, which obviously there was a graphic novel that preceded it, but almost all the characters you're dealing with on that show are new or are so divorced from their original versions that you have there might as well be new. You know, like the version of Silk Spectre and and uh, 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 Ozymandias that we meet are very they 
They might as well be new characters. They've changed. They they are in different sure. stages of their. They've life. They've changed exactly. But the 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 nostalgia episode, and then the Doctor Manhattan episode, uh, and obviously that show had hour long episodes, it's supposed to half hour. But still, the the nostalgia episode and the the other episode don't come along until later in the season. So we are used to our right. reality before we then subvert right. it. You're connected to the people that the story is about. Yeah, you're, you're connected uh, to Regina and how King. how they relate and... to the themes from mm -hmm. before. And then when you pay it off at the end, it, it, it feels more like, uh, like a coming together of ideas as opposed to a utilization of IP. You know what For I mean? Sure. And, uh, you know, Watchmen is like... I don't know, probably still the best superhero television show. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's really good. Uh, and What, that season? Yeah, I think so. Oh, with, I mean, uh, yeah. I think that season no, is, is better than anything anybody else has, has, has put out in the realm. Although there is other yeah, good I thought you were talking shit. about the graphic novel Watchmen, and you were about to say, like, better than most superhero comics. Which, which also, also probably, yeah, much. right? Like, <laughs> like, also, yeah. Like, the watch um, the Watchmen graphic novel fucking It's bad. pretty good. Uh, controversial opinion. That's pretty good. Um, and it, and it, and it uh, is what it is. But that's a, 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 that's the best example that I could think of. Because, again, it's like nine episodes. Right. And it does a couple funky episodes. But it, it waits a little longer to do the funky episodes. So, again, so we are used to reality before we subvert it. Just banking on, like, the Poppy leaving storyline. I understand its function to, like, get into the Poppy and Ian relationship. More, which we do in these two episodes that Jace hasn't seen. But... It, like, I know she's not leaving. It's the first season of your television show. I, I assume she's right. she's ostensibly right. the main character. I don't I don't think she's leaving. Um, it's just, it's, 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 there were some mistakes that were made in the first season. It's not a deal breaker. Still a good show. A show I enjoyed watching. But, it, again, just very grateful that there were 11 more episodes available to me once I actually started watching Mythic Quest. That's like totally valid. You yeah. Think? You think? Yeah, you're welcome. Ted Lasso season one. Oh my! God. I think does a better job of balancing everything and feeling like I there has been a whole. Season one of Ted Lasso is really good. Is <laughs> one of the tightest first seasons of a comedy I've ever. Because that's seen. like what ten episodes? It's it's like one more yeah, episode. It's also small, but it is just wonderfully compact and punchy and delightful all the and way it's through stacked so and good. you get all the arcs and it and, it, mm -hmm. and it's um hey anyone who hasn't seen ted lasso check it out oh my god if I, if you somehow it's, avoided it's definitely it's like my top most unexpected i don't like sports stuff <laughs> shock period exactly <laughs> i don't like sports stuff and then i watched ted lasso and i was like all right i everyone's loving this so i put on the first episode i'm like let me see if i like it and i was instantaneously hooked to that show it is oh so no i hope it doesn't awaken something in me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's so it's so good good so good fucking show and uh and it, but again that show had one more episode in its first season and i think did an overall better now that uh, ted lasso is another show it saves its funky episodes for the second season the the coach yes. the coach beard episode the yes. uh, 
there are other examples, but that's that's the primary one. And uh, right. saves those episodes for the second season. And I'm not saying don't try shit with your first season, but allows itself to fully build its track in the first season. And, yeah. and like, it feels so much like itself from the very beginning, which not every show is capable of doing. Mythic Quest also, again, like, I feel like they fully understood the tone, I think they understood the nature of the show, what they were doing, the kinds of stories they could tell. All of that is strong in the first season of Mythic Quest. But, yeah, if I was going to show people, like, hey, this is probably how you do a first season of a sitcom, like, Ted Lasso would be, would be an option. Ted Lasso community arrested development yeah. you know like i was like good job guys yeah. you got it you did a good job on these <laughs> yep nailed mm. it uh not i i feel like i'm being very negative towards mythic quest and i i i, I no, enjoy the no. show it's just that it feels like it's it's a set it feels like season one is a setup mm -hmm. in ways that other shows don't which again jc you missed this because you haven't joined mm -hmm. uh but i again i think comes from the fact that like its writers are its creators uh, are very well versed in longer shows that have a warm up season in them, sure, mm. or or a warm up season or two in them, as in the case of It's Always Sunny. So like, it makes sense that the first season's like, you know what, let's get everybody moving, but let's not come to completion on any arcs yet. Whereas Ted Lasso is very clearly, very concisely written with a lot of specificity in that first season because they really want to make sure they get through you know the the stories that they're telling immediately um mm. yeah i don't think yeah. that either one is wrong i just think we all might have a preference and that preference might not be what this one did which is sure, also fine, which is fine. You know? and it, it's it's by no means you know disastrous right like the season one no. of the office this is not clearly they got the second um, season green right but... like they it's obviously like they they did a good job you know there were enough names in the cast people paid attention it still feels like the only apple show people have actually seen is ted lasso um that still feels like the only one that has like mm -hmm. yeah that's the big broken one broken sure. through culturally um in a way that it's because a it's little because bit the shows about show. video games a few people that are liking morning show but but not, it, no by, by no means has it broken through in the same way or or but uh, foundation it's because this shows about video games people like those and despite the fact that video games are like the top grossing entertainment industry its audience tends to skew younger and it doesn't like video games have struggled to exist in any other medium obviously they're yeah. a counter example yeah. you know you have things like arcane you know on netflix which is like a league of legends show but like you don't need to be at all and familiar arguably with... the first good video game show right ever. and uh, except for like you know mythic quest right but like i was i was thinking about it when we were watching these episodes and i'm like god i you still don't see shit about like video games and making video games despite you know gaming being arguably the biggest <laughs> medium of art currently and and it 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 i don't know what it is because there have been video game things and you know you have like the wizard with fred savage you know there are things that have broached and obviously there are any number of video game movies there's a thousand resident evil movies there's there's the super mario brothers yeah. you know sonic uncharted the hedgehog okay. um right uncharted people went to go see big box office numbers on uncharted you know it's it's not as if it can't be successful but it feels like people are still struggling 
to figure out a way to make this work in other mediums and it doesn't feel like people are showing up for them in the same way that that yeah. despite again gaming being just like the biggest revenue stream in the world well i mean i feel like it's because you're by making it a, a tv or a movie a movie you're a movie like, you're taking away the thing that makes it a video right game. The you're taking away the thing that makes it exciting right the mm. interactive nature of it mm. you know and to add to it, it's not even like a mm. like a, oh I'm in the same space. It's not like theater, which would be weird, but I haven't seen yet. But I'd be interested in because you could do that kind of interaction stuff with. This is de entirely detached from these characters that are fun because you get to be them, right? Interact with them, and now you're just watching them do the thing. It's like it's. I don't know. On the one hand, it's a movie, so it's going to be cool because movies are cool. Movies but are cool. if you're coming from it from a video game perspective, it's one giant cutscene. No, it does. I have sense. I have a lot of thoughts Please. about this particular topic. Hey, we're on it. Let's do I it. I feel like I've said them before. Say them so, all again. <laughs> in order. I'll say them again. Sure, sure, sure. The problem that video game studios have encountered in bridging themselves from game to uh, happens to you entertainment instead of happen to it entertainment is that they keep trying very hard, I think in many cases, to tell you the story of the thing that the people who like it have already experienced while controlling it. Right. Like we're getting yeah. a Last of Us show if it's based on Last of Us 1. Which it seems like it uh, is because they're playing but, the same characters, you know. Right. But Last of Us is also one of those weird outliers where, like, the best part of the game... Is the cutscenes. <laughs> ...is the story, yeah. which is not the case for a lot of things. Yeah, it's the cutscenes. Sure. It's the it's the experience of being those people in that situation. And watching that could be just as good because, like, it doesn't rely on the gameplay to be successful. Okay. But, like, the reason mm -hmm. why Uncharted mm -hmm. felt good to me mm -hmm. is that Uncharted was just Indiana Jones, but a younger kid and Mark Wahlberg which is really hard to have a bad time watching Mark Wahlberg. It's just dumb hard fun disagree, almost all the but time. But I understand the implication. I, un I understand conceptually. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, when the movie is set up to be dumb fun, sure. he's kind of good at being dumb and sure. fun. Not saying that like he puts out performances <laughs> that are worthy of any awards other than Nickelodeon. He's been good awards. in like he's <laughs> he's good in Boogie Nights. He's great in Boogie Nights. He's great in The Departed, for which he was nominated for an Academy Award. I'm not saying he's not good in things. I just uh, he's yeah, not he's not yeah. a he's not a I just solid on base. Is it, did they take the narrative from one of the movies in Uncharted? No, it's none a prequel. Absolutely none of them. It's a prequel, but like doesn't really make sense canonically. Not really matter. It's just these are the characters in a fun circumstance that you haven't seen them in before. Sure. Yeah, like I went that's with a buddy at the screening who'd cool. never played a single game, and he enjoyed it as much as I did, because like you don't have to. Yeah, it was but my my I, constant argument is like I think the Halo shows got a chance to be good. The second trailer came out today, and like I was surprised how much I was down for I, it, because like the first trailer I was like, you know what? Whatever, man. Have fun. This one, I was like, shit, this kind of looks good. What the fuck? I don't know how to deal with this. Largely because I think the best way to make these properties transition into these mediums is to stop telling stories that are the game. Sure. Most of the, most of the games that have potential for good stories to be told in them in this medium or in these mediums 
are the ones that have enough story that you could just set something in the universe and let it play out and not make people go, oh, it doesn't feel like when I was playing it because uh, they're not playing it. Mass Effect has been talking about a show or a movie for like a decade now. Do it about somebody other than sure. Shepard. Give me the right. first contact war when we run into the Turians, the first time we go to space. That shit would be dope. Give us a story on the edge of the galaxy. It's the Star give Wars us, argument. Give us some weird, you know, a, a procedural on the Citadel, right? Or something something like oh that, God. right? C-sec, a C-Sec cop Sounds show? Sounds good. That's fucking dope. Like, that would be incredible. Can I, can I be... I, I'm just... I'm running through my Rolodex of, like video game movies and shows and like obviously mythic quest is not an adaptation of a video game it's an adaptation of video game culture which has also struggled to find presence in narrative and i think part of that is due to there's so much video game culture that like you don't need a show to approximate it if you're someone who likes video game culture you can just participate in it non-stop because there's there's an infinite font of it right but like sure Here's something we haven't really tried when it comes to adapting video games into movies and TV. Has anybody tried getting a good director and a good writer involved? Because I feel like that's usually lacking. I feel like... You know what the oh, biggest problem with that is, Kev, is the, quote, good directors and good they writers... They don't usually want to do it. Don't want to touch these things with a 100-foot pole because they it. think games right. are a lesser form of art because it threatens their I also, little space. But I also think that usually video game movies are so hemmed in by your respective studio or publisher that it's like, well, why would, you know, a big uh, good director go near one of them? Because they're like, well, I could go make something that I really want to make I that I get like, to control. I feel like or... all this stuff that comes in that's like internally motivated, where it's like the video game company trying to be like, we should make a movie because we can make more money off of this IP, right? That... I think a way that they could play into it that I feel would make it a little bit better is if they actually embraced like the fanfic community. Interesting. And Ooh. actually Interesting. let a good writer. Well, I know not all of it is good, but like legitimately, no, I like, get what you're let getting at. someone who actually wants to write a good story with these characters do that instead Ooh. of just hiring some writer that doesn't actually care about these things in the same way to make a money grab. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, well, they've written a screenplay before, so yeah, find, they can write a screenplay. Like, well, also, I love care that, about it and find the story first, and then you can turn it into a screenplay yeah. that might work. We also live in a world that's rapidly becoming more and more comfortable with taking extremely nerdy and what used to be exclusive things and turning them into things for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah and like, sure. I think that the prevalence of Marvel and DC movies, specifically Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, <laughs> Specifically DC mm -hmm. being like, we kind of enjoy letting our directors kind of control where they make things. Right. Um, to, to mixed I, results, I but you're opening... like, well, these are some interesting and weird yeah. movies. You know, like these are, these are yeah. some interesting but movies. But I think that might open the door more to people going, I want to make a movie about this game. If the studios that own those licenses can also be like, you know what? Right, let them actually do fun stuff. Yeah, with the I just think there's right. something. Batman is such a good fucking movie. There's just something that's missing from like video game shit, where you're like, well, who directed the video game movies? Oh, Uwe Boll, Paul W. S. Anderson, Ruben Fleischer, and I'm like, can we? Like, we just, I just think we need a better caliber of guy in here, is I think a big part of the issue. We need, or like, I, I'm not saying men specifically, but we need some better folks. We need some fucking, yeah. uh, I just, I think that's a, I think that's a problem, is we keep hiring people who aren't good at their jobs.
I just, I'm sorry. Um, I think that. Yeah, no, that's I, a valid. I never thought about it before, but I was like, you know what? the The best video game movie of all time came out last year. It's called Werewolves Within, a video game I've never heard of. I know nothing about. It is a hilarious about- horror comedy um, that that came out last year. Ooh. It's fucking excellent. Everyone should check it out. And it's based on a video. Some video game, game I've never heard of. Some Ubisoft title. Um, you know, like no idea what this is. But it's fun. It's got Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows. It's got Sam Richardson. It's got it's got all these fucking funny people in it, and it's great. And, but like you know, hey, we got a, a decent director, a good script, a good cast. It's weird how we made a good movie out of that. It's like it yeah. is possible. <laughs> you just, I just, Very I possible. just think talent. It does seem like Ubisoft kind of has the grasp on it right now with what we do in the shadows. Uh, sorry, <laughs> nope. Werewolves of and uh, and mm-hmm. and Mythic Quest, yeah. like. Assassin's Creed was meh, but it was also Assassin's Creed was interesting. So though. not the game. You know what? It, like Assassin's Creed it was, was yeah. like, I don't think this is fully successful, but they are like kind of doing a thing. They are trying. They have a, They're trying they have hard. a take on the material. <laughs> you know, like they they I don't I don't know if it's fully baked. I don't know if it's a good movie, but it's like that's a weird movie. That's an interesting movie, honestly. But again, putting a director behind something, it was fucking Justin Kurtzel. Yeah, and like he he makes stuff that tries, right? <laughs> you know, like he makes stuff that's like oh, Michael okay. Michael Fassbender went to that guy and was like, "Hey, may, direct Assassin's Creed," and he's like, "I'll figure out a way to do that." <laughs> that sounds okay. Um, and that is like, like they should have fucking let Gore Verbinski do Bioshock. Like he really wanted to. Like that. That's how you get a good Bioshock movie. You let Gore Verbinski do it. He makes good movies. Uh, I want Alex Garland to do Bioshock. That movies, could be but good. Yeah, sure. But I just Gore had like the pitch. It was like ready to go, and they just like didn't. They just didn't finance it. But it was like he wanted to do Bioshock like desperately badly. Sure. Um, you have people like Dan Trachtenberg who made that Halo yep. short, and then he goes on to do like Ten Cloverfield Lane, um, which like has he? He did a portal. Yeah, the portal short. Exactly. That's how he goes on to do 10 Cloverfield Lane is because of his, like, big um, por- portal oh, short. The Halo short. Oh, I did like, I say Halo short? Was... I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly. Nobody knows. My brain is pudding and your ears are pudding. And, and it's just, I guess we just have a big old pile of pudding. pudding and, yeah. and, that, and that is what we're working with. And I don't know. I'm sorry. I, you know what's actually a pretty okay movie? Which is, like, interesting. And, the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm sorry. You know it's actually an okay movie. Wait, the original is, one with is, like the, the with the shit? fucking costume the design Prince and of Persia. the bizarre. Yeah, I'm sorry, March Nemesis, the Prince of Persia, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, but I, I go like it's kind. It's a functional like action thing, you know. I haven't seen it, but I've seen like little clips of it, and I've been just like fascinated by which it. one, Mario or Prince of Persia. Mario. Oh no, Mario no is like I mean like whatever with the story. <laughs> I have no but desire like, to see nor prince should you prince. because again Jake Gyllenhaal is playing the prince of Persia. Nope. But nope. Super nope. Mario Brothers, nope. the sets are bananas. The the costumes are incredible. It's it makes no sense as an adaptation of Mario, but as like the people who made Max Headroom got to direct a Mario movie, it delivers on what you want. <laughs> Okay. That idea. <laughs> wow. Where can I? It's anywhere. This? I'm sure. Like you can find it all over the place. There's an app. Ep- what was it called? Just the, the Super Mar- Mario, the Mario Brothers Mario or Super Mario Brothers. Um, 
You can you can watch that. Fuck. Wait, I remember seeing this at Blockbuster yeah. and being like, "What is this?" and never renting it because I I had never really played it's, Mario. It's much. funny. It's charming. And it's also, weird. And hey, there's a podcast episode about it on this very podcast feed. Just scroll on back. Just scroll on back. And um, wow. I know I got a podcast for everything. And and that movie like the Vitruvian it didn't man. get it's it's due. I mean, yeah, it's a bad adaptation of Mario. But also, like, <laughs> what is a good adaptation? That, those games don't have a story. What are you talking about? A bad adaptation of Mario? Guy jumps. Guy jumps around, and then the game is over. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that fucking Minions Mario movie they're making. I'm sure I'll be fine. Fucking Chris Pratt. Fucking Charlie Day. Fucking Anya Taylor Joy. I don't know what they're doing. Jack Black. I don't know what they're doing over there, man. But it'll probably be fine. It'll probably be, it'll oh, probably, good, it'll probably honestly, be fine because I'm, you know, because I'm a dad. Hey, <laughs> again, like, is it better than Paw Patrol? You probably like it. I'm not like you have. Yeah, yeah. I. It is not meant as a matter. Of, it happens to all parents. It just it does. It, it does. just happens. It, it is a natural process, and you yeah. either accept it or uh, you perish. And um, <laughs> and it's like yeah, if you've seen enough fucking Coco Melon, <laughs> the Mario Brothers movie seems really good in comparison. Does oh my god! It really does. That's it's simple fact. Luckily, my house has been full of turning red and Encanto. Okay, and like, those, those are movies good movies. Both yeah, those rule. are good movies. Those are actually I've good heard. movies, and you know, you should watch them both. I'll you know we'll we'll see. That's Kev saying nope, but probably nice not. About it. But like that doesn't mean they're not good. <laughs> I'm just I'm probably not going to get around to that. Yeah. but I bet they're good. That's fine. I was really glad to hear that about turning red because I was like, God, Disney is just like not only like leaving pixar to drown it is like holding its head underwater and i'm very glad that everyone was the this... last four pixar movies have been so they've been good, really though. good but like <laughs> disney's just fucking shafted wait i'm really stoked to see turning red i haven't seen it yet but i'm actually legitimately really excited about this People one say it's really good it's good it's good so there you go it's good it's, I, I, it I, feels I, it feels like it was very obviously made for kids of uh asian parents to relate to and to like commiserate with each other too mm -hmm. um but like broadly like kids of brown parents will get it we'll just mm -hmm. get it um but more than that it's just a good fucking movie that i really enjoy I think it speaks to universal human experiences that any child can relate to yeah 100 yeah. percent. it's like the uncharted movie <laughs> in that if you've played the games sure. you get it a little bit more but regardless, it's great. Great, glad you, I love it. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, you you know you yeah you pick up what I'm putting down. You got you got so, I hear shit. you. <laughs> I am here. I am listening. I am attentive. I'm probably never going to see the Uncharted movie, but I'm here. I'm I'm with you. Oh, I'll watch the Uncharted movie for sure. Go for it. I've just I've seen enough movies from Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, and director Ruben Fleischer to know that this one's probably not for me, and that's okay. I don't know. I I like Tom Holland. I'm down with it. Hey. People I mean. like that guy, and that's okay. I still need to watch The Devil all the time and Cherry. I haven't watched either of those. <laughs> the Devil all the time. Robert Pattinson's in that. The Devil. What if there was a Devil? Yeah, Robert Pattinson is in that. And I, Robert. God, y'all, the Batman is so good. Oh, I haven't seen I it yet. I, Jason and I were gonna see it, and then I contracted. Hold on, the novel coronavirus. Yeah, checks yeah, notes. notes. <laughs> Guess what you have to do now that you have been cured of the. Go see the Colin Farrell movie that came out on March fourth. That's right, After Yang. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? After Yang, the new uh, Colin Farrell A twenty four movie. Uh, probably gonna see that on Wednesday. 
I mean, Colin Farrell will be putting in work. Hey, he's good. He's a good actor. Every yes. year. Hey, you wait, see a Colin Kevin, Farrell now movie, that you're, you're not like, dying, do you want to go see it? Yeah, if you want <laughs> to go, go see, see Batman. The Batman? Yeah, if you want to go see Batman, I'll go see Batman. I'll go see Batman with you. I don't want to see it by myself. I'm not interested enough. But if yeah, I don't. To go, I want to. No, go. I'm this, exactly the same way. I'm like, yeah. Sure. I, I otherwise I would just wait till it comes out. But I kind of want to go sure. see the Batman. Yeah, I'm not like in a rush. But if Jason wants to go see Batman, I'll go see Batman. We'll Thank talk. You. I, I would love to have there a buddy. We'll, talk. <laughs> we'll have to do it this week or next week because I'm out of town the last week of March. Sounds great. Me as well. Great. Yeah, okay. you'll be you'll you'll be you'll be here. Yeah. Yeah, we should circle up because I'm a better Whoa. friend than Jace. Because I'm a better friend. Than <laughs> Yeah. We should yes, hang. Yeah, please. Yeah. Look at uh Mocha Bees. I want to go to oh, there. Yes. Oh, Last Bees. time we hung oh. out in person was in fact at Mocha Bees. That is true. That is in correct. like twenty fifteen. Why break Whoa. the streak? Well I've barely been back to St. Louis. You know, for more yeah. than like a just like a blip. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. So I'm hanging out. And uh, anyway, uh, that's been our first season of Mythic Quest. Uh, we'll be back next week with the two specials. Uh, and then I think we're going to talk about John Carpenter's The Thing before diving <gasps> into season two. Uh, Wait, really? I love that. You said it last time. I was just I was just following through. I was just oh like... Oh my God, <laughs> yay! It was your idea. <laughs> I'm just... I, I'm, I'm just... I'm just making... I'm just... I'm oh, keeping... I'm so happy. One of us has to produce the show, and, and that person is I me. forgot I said that. One of us has to say I'm in charge, and that person is me. <laughs> Remember that? that? Frankie Dart. Community. Check it out. Uh, great. So let's let's uh, end this episode. Any plugs uh, from the two of y'all? Uh, I'm put out an episode of my podcast today that is a solo episode of Bounty Board um, in between interviews. Uh, the uh, episode is called The Merit of I Told You So. Uh, and it's me just reminiscing on the fact that, like, a lot of people doubted the shit I'm doing right now and making money doing as being a valid reason for existence. And I just kind of feel like rubbing it in their faces, but then also questioning whether or not that's really important. Um, <laughs> hey, you know? I'll give you a, a, a spoiler alert. It is, it is, but to a degree. <laughs> um, and then tomorrow, oh shit, I always do this based on like when we're recording. Um, so I guess according to when this goes up, this the, the week that this goes up, I will have had a podcast out and also um, my review of a game called Far Changing Tides which yeah. is a follow-up game to a game called Far Alone Sales that I wrote about back in 2019. Um, I had the developers of this game on my podcast uh, about a month ago. Um, they're very good people. They're very cool very people. Cool. This game is very good. I appreciated it almost as much as the first one, which is sounds like a little bit of a condemnation, but it's not. The first one made me, you know, helped me deal with grief. Uh, this one more just spoke to my constant fear as a parent. Um, it's good. It's a real good game. I really enjoyed it, and the ending fucking buckled me. So goddamn. So it was good. So those What's two the games, game called? Uh, far changing tides. Far changing tides. Yeah. Far changing tides. Far changing tides. Great. Uh, Jace, anything from you? Um, you know, I don't know. I just I've been my musical has been. You know, uh, gaining a little bit of traction with some people I'm very excited about. And, um, 
there's not any timelines for anything really yet. There's not really anything to announce, quite frankly. But I feel like, you know, if people didn't know, there is a Twitter account you can follow for updates. Uh, There's also an Instagram account, which is just as barren at this point. But it's at M-O-W-E musical. Um, And, yeah, if you ever want to find out about updates on a queer punk musical, that seems to might actually possibly become a thing at some point. If you want to know any updates on that, give that a follow. Because that's where things will be announced. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it fun to languish away for years on, say, musicals or film projects and go like, it's... sure hope this ends someday. <laughs> <laughs> sure hope it's... there's an end to this rainbow. <laughs> it's it's so I feel so strange like trying to advertise for it, too, because I'm like, I've just cared about this for so long. And I'm like, I, I don't know. It's been like a three-year process, and I just want people to love it as much as I do. Um, and I know that they will, but it just needs to happen. And that means I have to convince a bunch of people who have money and a bunch of lawyers who know things to do stuff for me. <laughs> hey, yeah. do stuff. Hey, but that lawyer. might be happening. So if you want updates, give that a follow. Great. Uh, perfect. Uh, as previously mentioned, over on Patreon, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin, uh, starting next month, going to be kicking off a monthly show uh, where we're working through uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, which I watched all of in four days, and I can't shake it, and I want to talk about it. So we're going to be uh, slowly working our way through that over on the Patreon. Uh, first episode will be up free on this very feed, and then, uh, you know, next one will cost you. Uh, just $1 a month, though. That's not a lot of money, in my personal opinion. Wow. Um, and, and, I, and y'all uh, can get you some of that, and that'll be great. Uh, and also, next month, uh, I'm planning on starting actually, finally, working on the uh, community book that I've been talking about at this point for literal years. Uh, time to start. <laughs> no time like the present. Uh, write that pilot episode essay. Uh, that I have been thinking about for a long time. And, uh, you know, be periodic updates on that as certain bits of progress undergo. But all of that will, again, be over at patreon.com slash TV's Kevin for as little as $1 a month. Um, and ain't that something? Dolores. Yes. Uh, uh, not, no Buco Dolores. <laughs> Uno Dolores. And, uh, and that'll be, that'll be great. <laughs> Um, and, uh, we will be back next week with, uh, the, the two Mythic Quest specials, uh, the, the two especials, and, uh, they are special, in my humble opinion. This is where Mythic Quest becomes Mythic Quest, if that makes sense to anyone. This is where you go, oh, oh, this show, oh, this show, okay, and, uh, that'll be fun. Uh, but, uh, and again, congratulations on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, Jace, congratulations. Yeehaw. On, uh, Thank you very much. Absolutely. I believe it very ass. strongly. I think that, uh, we're going to have a fun time reading those be books and be fun few watching that movie. Yeah. And maybe even maybe find the some other fun little BBC miniseries. It's an maybe exciting little universe show. of stuff. Maybe Shit. the video game. There's lots to do. There's lots to talk about. There's a video game? 
Oh boy, is there! There is a point-and-click adventure game designed by someone who uh, wants nothing more than to fuck with the player. <laughs> Sorry, it's a text Amazing. adventure game, uh, and it's a text adventure game Ooh. whose purpose it was written by Douglas Adams, who just wants you to be miserable <gasps> all the time. Oh my um, god! Wait, I need to do this. I'm I sure need you to can play that. I'm sure, you can find it for free or extraordinarily cheap. Um, Unbelievable. And uh, but until next week. Enjoy your dinner party. Dinner party. <laughs> I've decided that's the mission. Is that the sign off now? I guess dinner the party. It was the only thing that makes sense. Getting getting some great DP action. <laughs> yep, no, that's it. No, that's good. Charlie you you gave me Ringo. Blessing. You couldn't even give me one of the good Beatles. <laughs> I'm just your drummer. Uh... You know, keeping the beat. This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. Dinner party.